I live now, not I, but Christ liveth in me. Galatians 2, verse 20. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Ignatius was the Bishop of Antioch about the year 100 A.D. He was arrested by the Roman authorities. He was tried, found guilty of being a follower of Christ, and then sentenced to die in a public arena at Rome where various beasts will be set upon him. With his impending agony weighing heavily on his mind, with a gruesome vision of wild and ferocious animals tearing away at his flesh clearly in front of him. Ignatius of Antioch wrote these words. I am the grain of Christ. I am ground in the mill by the teeth of beasts that I may become pure bread. Ignatius loved Christ very deeply. Anyone who even peruses his letters and sermons knows that this bishop truly loved his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And he recognized that total love, the love which is agape, demanded total giving. It called for immolation. He took to himself the words of St. Paul, I live, now not I, but Christ liveth in me. St. Paul referred more than 150 times in his epistles to the reality that as baptized Christians, we are in Christ Jesus. Ignatius knew that in his life. And he realized it in a special way when he celebrated the holy sacrifice of the Mass. And when in, in Holy Communion he consumed, he devoured the consecrated bread, which was Jesus Christ. But one more thing he knew. He was aware that St. Paul had said, with Christ I am nailed to the cross. So that to identify closely, intimately, with the Lord meant to share with him his passion. Realizing this, the saintly and learned Bishop of Antioch was willing, even eager, to hand himself over as an immolation. He would become conjoined with Christ by being ground by the teeth of the arena animals into pure bread. To somehow identify himself with our blessed Lord and conjoin himself with the immolated Christ in the Eucharist took more than merely believing in him or even keeping faithfully his commandments. It meant that Ignatius would have to destroy himself before a single individual grain of wheat can be made intimately into one bread the bread we place upon our altars. Their hard outer shells have to be crushed 
and then have to be ground into flour between large millstones. I hail from Bad Axe, Michigan, which is in the thumb of Michigan. Michigan is shaped like a glove, a bitten, and Bad Axe is in the thumb at the county seat. And Bad Axe is 45 miles away from Grindstone City, a ghost town, which at one time was one of the greatest makers of millstones. Today, only a few remain scattered about on the beach of Lake Huron. I've seen them, walked among them, had a picture taken with them. They're big and heavy. And so one could sympathize with a simple little grain of wheat being crushed between them. Ignatius saw himself as one grain of wheat and he saw in the teeth of the wild animals of the arena the millstones that would press and crush him into flour for the bread. My dear people, what else is our vocation in life? What else is our part in God's plan than to be grains of wheat, asking for nothing else, seeking for no other achievement than to be ground, crushed, pressed into the bread of Christ? That is the call of Christ's issues when we gather at his command to celebrate Holy Mass and become one with him in Holy Communion. Communion completes a sacrifice in two ways. First, it completes a sacrificial offering of the cross, and for this reason, at least the priests must receive Holy Communion at Mass. Secondly, it completes a sacrificial offering of our lives, which we placed on the pattern of the priests at the offertory and gave to the Father at the consecration. We become one with Christ. That is what communion means. But although we eat, consume the body and blood of the Lord, the process of eating is here reversed. With ordinary food, it becomes a part of us. Sadly, in some cases, all too much a part of us. But that is not so with the Eucharist. There it is the wheat of the Eucharist which swallows us up and we become a part of it. This union, this holy communion, this awesome act of being made a part of Christ imposes on us the necessity to die daily with the Lord by the Annihilation of all that is contrary to his divine life within us by determined effort to discipline our senses, to humble and bend our stubborn wills, to cultivate the virtues, and in the case of religious, 
to cultivate the evangelical counsels of poverty, chastity, and obedience. And to joyfully accept the crosses, those millstones that come our way every day. The Eucharist is a conspiracy, a conspiracy of love to shatter the old man who lurks within our lives and to sweep away the cobwebby shadows that shroud our hearts. But today, we will have none of this. To the divine call to immolate ourselves, to shatter our egos and remold ourselves, to be ground into Christ, we shout back, I will not! I want to live my own life. I want to do as I want. I want to be me, not he. Oh, yes, we say we want love, but we want it wholesale. And thus the love we know is all too often bargain basement love. The erotic, not the agopic. This cold, iron attitude renders our communions fruitless. And that is why it never changes our fallow lives, as a fire will not warm us unless we strike the match, throw in the logs, and stand near the flame. My dear fellow grains of wheat, may your lives be such that you may truly be ground into Eucharistic union with our beloved Christ. Who can see wheat and not remember how noble a food it is? and not remember. And wine. Who can see wine and not remember how noble a drink it is and not remember? Who can a Christian be and not remember that Christ himself, he eats and drinks and not remember. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.